Hello, I'm Eric Nance, and you are listening to episode 23 of the Our Weekly Highlights podcast. Today, we are covering the highlights for issue 2021-W03, released on January 17th, 2021. This week's issue was curated by the founder of Our Weekly, Wolfram Chin, with help from the Our Weekly team members and contributors. With the start of a new year, many use that as an opportunity to reflect and set goals, perhaps to learn new skills and develop new capabilities. In the vast domain of data science, carving out a path that rewards you with tangible achievements and encouragement in the midst of challenges that are bound to arise may be the most difficult part of that journey. In our first highlight for today, clinical research data scientist and former RStudio intern Malcolm Barrett shares his unique perspective through introspection on techniques aspiring data scientists can use to form a logical and motivating path. Malcolm introduces the concept of atomic habits from the popular book written by James Clear, which emphasizes the importance of the small intangible steps along the journey to achieve a desired goal, rather than the result of the goal itself solely. If you are learning a programming language such as R, Malcolm uses a clever ggplot2 produced diagram to depict how upfront effort likely does not lead to a mastery of the concepts right away, which can be quite discouraging until those aha moments light up in our minds. Instead of solely focusing on the results themselves, developing habits that can both instill a sense of achievement and accommodate our busy lives helps to keep motivation high and enhance the overall process of achieving the desired outcome. Adopting a means of easily tracking progress along the journey can also serve as that extra pick-me-up when you need it. After reading this post, I thought about the goals I have for my continued journey with R and connecting in better ways with the R community. When I think about something like connecting JavaScript with R in, say, the Shiny applications I develop, it seems almost too daunting when I simply focus on that magical endgame of making that connection naturally. But I plan on using techniques discussed in Malcolm's post to carve my own path to having consistent progress and to keep the momentum going. In fact, this very Highlights podcast is a smaller step in my reimagining of how I can bring some much-needed consistency to my connections with the R community, and so far so good at least. Every issue of R Weekly contains stories leveraging the abundance of publicly available data as key inputs for deriving new insights with a quantitative perspective. In the world of sports, both fans and teams alike are powering their retrospective and decision-making analyses by assembling these detailed sets across different perspectives. Turning to arguably the world's most popular sport of football slash soccer, one of our own very own Artwick curators and data scientist, Ryo Nakagawara, has written a very comprehensive post on the recently completed 2020 Japan Professional League more commonly known as the J-League season, where all the summaries and visualizations are powered by R. The champion Kawasaki Frontale squad was dominant and wrapped up the title with four games left, 
when their closest competitor, Gamba Osaka, 18 full points behind. Rio first examines the age profiles of each team, with plots depicting each player's age currently and when joining the squad with the percentage of minutes played for their team. Like most championship teams in other sports, Kawasaki Frontales showed the balance of youth and veteran members in their minutes played. Each figure is generated with multiple ggplot2 produced plots of histograms, annotations, and line segments that look straight out of a professional analytics report. Rio also examines goals for and goals both overall and in 10-minute intervals and in various game situations. Once again with professional-looking plots that demonstrate the domination of Kawasaki and also where other clubs like Yokohama FC fell short by allowing many late-game goals. I certainly can't do enough justice with just this brief overview, but definitely check out Rio's post as well as the linked code in his GitHub repo to see how he constructed these awesome figures in advanced statistical derivations. Turning to the other football for our next highlight, many fans participate in fantasy football leagues. And for a primer of fantasy football, it's in which each participant assembles their players from across the NFL for their own virtual team for competition during the actual season. Points are awarded based on the actual performance of the players on a team, and in head-to-head -head matchups, the player with the most points wins the matchup. One may assume that the player whose team consistently earns the most points week to week would win the league, but that's not always the case. Data scientist and fellow R-Wiki curator Tony Elhabar experienced such an unlucky result when he finished 7th in his fantasy football league and went on a quest to quantify the chances of such an unfortunate fate happening again. Tony wanted to specifically determine in how many possible schedules that could be created amongst the league participants would this outcome occur. But deriving this number using conventional constraint programming is not practical once you have eight or more teams in a group, unless you happen to have your own compute cluster or pay a lot of money to virtual cloud providers. In his blog post, Tony adopts a new approach called Exhaustive Search, written entirely with R code, with a logical workflow populating a matrix with the possible matchups amongst the teams. Fundamentals of programming using while loops and conditional statements with custom sampling comprise his solution, and Tony has since then created a new R package called FFSCHED, F-F-C-H-E-D, so other aspiring football players can take a look at this in their fantasy league analyses. The end result? The simulations show that Tony would only finish 7th 1.1% of the time and finished as the winner more than half of the time. Perhaps the luck will be on Tony's side in the next round. We have one more highlight to wrap up today's episode, and it is a call for tutorials for the upcoming USAR 2021 conference. Like the 2020 edition, USAR will be 100% virtual this year, 
and is looking for tutorials covering a wide variety of possible domains and specialties available on the main site. The tutorials will be spread across multiple time zones, and the organizers recommend tutorials to be between two and four hours in length. The submission deadline is February 5th, and the review process will be completed by March 12th. For inspiration, feel free to check out the tutorials from the USAR 2020 conference, which is linked in this episode's show notes. And those are your Art Weekly highlights for today. As always, check out the entire issue this week for more great resources, such as web scraping of the most common Beanie Baby animal types, a video walkthrough of exploring art media over time in the latest Tidy Tuesday dataset, and much more. And speaking of conferences, we are super excited for Wolfram's Lightning Talk on Lifelong Learning with R Weekly that's happening at this week's R Studio Global Conference. If you register for the conference, you will have two opportunities to hear the talk. Check out this episode's show notes for the session date and times. I will be assisting with the Shiny Birds of a Feather session activities at the conference, so feel free to come find me to talk about all things R and Shiny. Have a great week, and we will be back with another batch of R Weekly Highlights next week.